0: Today on the ZabeCast, who says we can't change this rule or that rule in sports? The rules are our bitch. I'll explain why. Notorious Jay joins me. We'll talk about the word "terrible," social media ghosts, and post-week three tears of a clown. All that plus a rousing rendition of "Fuck That Guy." Your bonus: forty minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Thursday, September 26, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Let's start with this. On Tuesday night, the Arizona Diamondbacks outlasted the the St. Louis Cardinals in 19 innings. 3 to 2. I believe was your final score. This is insane. No one should be playing 19 inning games. In late September, when you've already played an insane amount of baseball. In fact, you should never play a 19-inning game even in early April when the season has just begun. Nineteen inning games that last six hours, 53 minutes, that end at 343 AM in the morning, where the only people still around to witness it. Are people who want to brag about, see, I was there and take a picture, post it to social media, sleep in the next day, call their boss and say, yeah, I'm not coming into work. There's no reason for that. So what's baseball going to do about it? Are they going to shrug their shoulders, put their hands in the air and go, well, doesn't happen that often. Or are they going to change the rules? They should absolutely do that because the rules can be whatever you want them to be. This is a signature Zabism. I'm claiming it. If you hear it elsewhere, you know where it came from. This guy. The rules can be whatever you want them to be. Fundamental truth of sports. You may not like a rule. You may call it a dumb rule. But the rules are there to be your bitch. Make the rules what you want. This goes back to schoolyard, backyard, neighborhood, games that we played oh mrs genard's yard is out of bounds and if you go past the curb it's a double and you make your own rules up this is no different at the major league level sure rules in sports have been written many many years ago and they are generally speaking revered as well these are the rules that we've always played by i'm not saying you should treat the rules with complete irreverence where they don't matter and you just rip them up willy-nilly but you can change rules. In fact, you must change rules as games progress and as things change. The worst argument against changing the rule book is, well, the, the second worst argument against changing the rules is uh, tradition. And we've always done it this way. This is the rule. Uh, this is the rule. You can't, can't do that. You can't start the 11th inning with a runner on second base. Why, that's crazy. That's not the rules. That's not how baseball's been played since the time of Hannes Wagner and Abner Doubleday. It doesn't matter. Change the rules to suit the times. They should absolutely do that. The second worst, or the the worst rule, or the worst excuse, I should say, for not changing the rules, the worst excuse for not changing the rules is, what will this do to the rule, to the record book? That's a terrible, terrible argument. The record book is not the Bible. It is not the Koran. It is not the Torah. It is just a book full of numbers. Numbers that have been bent, folded, spindled, mutilated, shat on, injected with stenozole and otherwise changed. Their meaning has been changed over the course of a million other changes in a particular sport. No sport reveres the, rule, or the reveres the record book quite like baseball. And I understand why. It's the sport that had the longest record of people dutifully taking down with a pencil and a paper every little stat and number they could during a baseball game from 100 years ago. Why? It was easy. The game moved very slowly. You didn't need technology to do it. So we've got this rich history of exactly how many hits Ty Cobb had in an afternoon doubleheader on the road. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with looking at those numbers. There's nothing long, wrong with knowing those numbers. But that's not the reason to go, well, we can't change the book because, my God, the records. What about the records? Fuck the records. The records don't mean shit when you excluded black players from Major League Baseball until, what, 1956? Come on, seriously? You're talking modern air travel, which led to modern charter flights, modern training, steroid era, any number of things. The international influx of players from all over the world, the game has changed. It's gonna keep on changing. So. There's no reason for a 19-inning regular season baseball game, just like I think there's no reason for a six-overtime Stanley Cup game. But people cling to that. Oh, that's hockey. That's a test of who wants it more. No. No, it's really just shitty hockey that goes on way too long as players get (laughs) – excuse me, allergies. As players get more and more tired. You know, I do have a – I could take my mic down. (laughs) Like this, I could take it. Okay, and I'll be back. I, I won't sneeze again on the save cast. I apologize. It's generally speaking shitty hockey that is played for way too long because both sides are too tired to effectively make any hard rushes at the net. And usually these games end on a fluke. A weird bounce, someone's skate getting caught, a goalie napping for a split second in the fifth overtime. Stupid. Not only should Stanley Cup games not go that many overtimes. They should definitely induce starting. I, I For me, Stanley Cup playoff game, I'll give you one 20-minute five-on-five. That's it. And then after that, we're going three-on-three. Three. Or, or we'll go four-on-four, four, and then if we have to, we'll go three-on-three. Three. The most any overtime game in the Stanley Cup playoffs for me would last is triple overtime. If you get through the first 25-on-five five, and then the second 24-on-four. Four. Stupid. There's no reason for college uh, football to have ties. They finally got rid of that. Thank God. The NFL still has ties, which is insane, because they their stupid-ass overtime rules and the fact they're like, oh well, we don't want to keep making these players play forever and ever. It's, it's unhealthy. Yeah, so it's playing on Thursday nights, but you're still doing that, right? There's no reason for no shot clock in basketball. Yet, once upon a time, we had that. And once upon a time, great, legendary Hall of Fame coaches like Dean Smith would run an offense called the Four Corners where he would not shoot for an entire half. Games would be five to three at halftime. Dumb as fucking shit. Pardon my French. It is no longer. Rules change. Besides, the games are changing anyway. Without the rules being modified, teams are now essentially hacking the sport either with outside-the-box thinking or by using data. Things like throwing all the time in football or punting less or running these formations, these things that used to be considered heresy, are now being used more and more. Why? they figured out it's good strategy. Just like in baseball now, the home run, or it's either hit a homer or strike out trying. Live rich or die trying. Why do teams do it? It's the most efficient way to win, period. Using certain pitchers as openers for just one inning, an endless parade of arms for the pen, or the shift on hitters you know can't go the other way if they tried. The games are being hacked by teams that are going, hey, there's a smarter way to do this. And you can't always just say, well, you know, uh, uh, we're going to trust that teams are going to adjust. Pitchers will adjust, hitters will adjust, and the game will, our majestic game and our majestic sport will return to a state of equilibrium in which the beautiful game, whatever it is, returns to its previous form. No, there's no guarantee it will. And there's no reason to sit there and wait for it to happen. I always point to the miracle at the Meadowlands, the Joe Pasarczyk fumble. That led to the Herm Edwards bunny hop bounce touchdown. Oh my God, how'd the Giants just lose that game as a perfect example of why do teams take knees now? Because it's the smart thing to do. Once upon a time, you didn't take a knee. You handed it off like a man. Well, we're not going to run a non-play, but you don't need any yards. The team can't stop the clock. If you take three knees, you're going to win. We're going to hand it off properly. We're just going to tell our running back to hold on to the football shit. He just fumbled, and oh, shit, the other team picked it up, and they just scored a touchdown. So, yeah. Teams adjust. So, in baseball, and I'm not recommending anything in baseball in particular. I said I am in favor of inducing endings in Stanley Cup playoff games much sooner than they are. But um, if mounds need to be lowered, you got to do it. If special anti-shift rules need to be implemented, do it. In football, tweaks meant to balance out the game can be done and should be done. My two big ones are liberalized holding on the offensive line. Instead, the league has insanely gone the other way. They're calling more holding penalties, which results in more flags, more viewer discontent, and it puts quarterbacks at greater risk, and it really hurts the run game even more. You go the other direction with that knob, liberalize holding, call fewer holding penalties, it's easier to run, quarterbacks get protected more, games go quicker. I don't know, what am I missing here? Where's the downside in that? I also would put weight limits in, in football, where if you're a certain position, you're a certain weight. There is a Georgia, there's a stat that I'll give you that's the stat of the day, minus the sounder, because I don't have it handy, and I apologize for that. I should have it handy. Stat of the day weight limits ready here we go used to be there was like no 300 pounders in the nfl you go back to 1974 75 nobody was 300 pounds now get this georgia offensive line average height six foot five inches average weight 329 pounds Largest in school history, said the graphic on the broadcast last Saturday. Wow. So, times change, athletes change, consumer tastes in sports change. To say we can't change this rule or that rule, it's nuts. We should just do it. Gambling on football, you say. Well, well, well. Hello. I hope I'm not your fuck that guy for the week for pushing you back two times and late 15 minutes on this call. Am I?
1: That's quite all right.
0: All right. Beautiful. How are things on this glorious Wednesday afternoon in late September, my friend?
1: Well, wonderful. It's a nice 80 degree day.
0: Really is nice, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's almost two o'clock and I'm dumb work, so
0: I couldn't complain if I wanted to. Well, you, you always sorry. could. Yeah, just could yeah, you so could always I, complain, people just won't listen. Speaking of true. complaining, let's start with this. There was a fantastic video that shook free over the weekend that made the rounds on the internet of an elderly African-American grandmother going up to a drive-through window on foot to knock on the window and tell the the skinny kid in the window, you tell that bitch, that fat bitch back there that I'm gonna come down and whoop her ass because she disrespected my daughter. Did you see that?
1: I did not see this one.
0: Oh, how do I send you the link right now? I'm going to try to find the audio for you right now. What makes it great is that there is a guy. That is filming it because this is how you got to see it. There's a guy filming it. He's at the drive-through, right, Jay? And he sees that there's a uh, an old, overweight black woman walking up to the window, and he says, "Oop, get the camera out. Some <laughs> shit about to go bad. down." And uh, and so he talks her up by saying, uh, "Oh, you know how you doing?" And she says back, and this was classic, terrible. T-U-R-R-R-R-I-B-L-E. And I just thought about how you used to teach me Uria as an expression for area uh, for those in and around Baltimore. And I just thought you'd appreciate the terrible thing. Oh, it's a classic. I'm going to find it for you right now. But give me your just instant thoughts as I describe this.
1: (laughs) Was it in the South? Which would make it even funnier.
0: That I don't know.
1: That All the stuff that goes on at, you know, you have the, uh, the famous drive-thru story of Jim Cornette with a bunch of wrestlers at a drive through Hey, I think, well, did he tell that story to us? Or so he's, he's at a drive He's a bunch of wrestlers. They just got done a show. It's like five of them and they order a bunch of stuff and they pull up to the window and the guy's like, well, we didn't make it. We thought you were being funny. He was like, well, why would I have ordered it then? And he goes on to curse for about 15 minutes one of the great Jim Cornette stories. That is a
0: good one. By the way, why did I think I could quickly Google search this particular incident when there is a trillion hits on the internet for woman goes nuts at drive through
1: <laughs> What was I thinking? It's like, oh, it's 50 different. Oh, okay.
0: there's a million of these things. Why would the internet know exactly which one what I is, want? What
1: you talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was great because she's like, oh, hi, how you doing? And they're real pleasant. And the guy's like, how you doing, baby? And she's like, terrible. And then instantly (laughs) turns it on to, you tell that fat bitch back there, I'm going to come down and whoop her ass because she disrespected my daughter. I would
1: love to know what all this came about from.
0: Well, that's what I want to know, and I want to hear from the quote-unquote fat bitch who is behind the drive-thru counter. Cause she was not working the window. Some skinny kid, some skinny kid was some guy and he was laughing and giggling kind of knowing that, Hey, uh, this ain't my fight. And I don't want to even get involved, but Ooh, my coworker is in big trouble now. Good times.
1: I'm looking also, and there's 15 different stories.
0: Exactly. I'll I'll find it here in a second, then I'll play the audio. But you really you need to see the video too for maximum effect because it was beautiful. That said, any thoughts on the Redskins on Monday night, Jay? I know you're not a Redskin <laughs> fan, but you must watch on in complete shock and horror at how bad it's become.
1: I will. I you have now hit rock bottom, right? This is this is it.
0: No. We've nope. had we've had six oh, different rock bottom games along the way. When I say you never know that you've hit rock bottom, you could just be stopped to be changing drill bits. I mean that literally in life and in sports. You don't know rock bottom. What feels like rock bottom could just be a pause for lunch.
1: How lower can you go? You are you are the laughing stock but you know what? You're not the worst. Team
0: when the Pittsburgh Steelers football. rolled in, was Jim Zorn allowing the only time the team to wear all burgundy uniforms on a Thursday night and the Redskins had to go to a silent count at home because of the crowd noise and got their asses handed to them by your Steelers? That was rock bottom for a lot of people. When Tamaric Vanover and the Chiefs had Ooh, about 17... instances. one
1: instance.
0: Wow. When, when, when Tamaric Vanover had, like, 17 touchdown returns on kicks uh, in a snowy afternoon game at FedEx Field in the dying days of the Shanahan era, and uh, nobody was in the stands because A, the weather, and B, the team sucked. That was rock bottom. The day that the Chiefs beat us 15-9 to nine with five Ryan suck-up field goals, and they were confiscating signs at the gate with fans who were fed up with Vinny and the bingo caller under Jim Zorn, that was rock bottom. Swinging gate was rock bottom. It's been a million. Spur your quitting from the golf course, rock bottom. All right, I got your audio clip here. You ready? Okay, yes. Uh, and and how do I send this to you? If I send it to you via electronic mail?
1: I think it, if you do it, you can do a text. That would be easier.
0: Well, it might be it easier, but way. on the fly. Uh, you do have access to email I trust on your phone? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> okay. There it is. It's it's blacked out because of the way it copies. But if you click the link there, trust me, it'll work. So okay, h- here here was the woman. I'm going to make sure to uh, turn it up so you can hear it, and uh, just tell me if you can hear it. Okay, here we go. You ready? Ready. Oh, a little bit of feedback there. Here we go. Oh, how y'all doing? I'm sorry. You're good. Can you hear it so far? No. You can't hear it? Cannot hear it. At all? At all. <sighs> Son of a gun. I don't know how to do this. I really wish I could feed audio to my guests via this Rodecaster Pro
1: Okay, wait a minute. Here we board. go. The, I, I have the video that, uh, from Steven Zabit.
0: Okay, see if you can click the link there and just watch it. I'm going to play the audio right now. All right, I got it. Okay, all right, here we go. Okay.
1: Oh, how y'all doing? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Good stuff, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh. So good! Wow! And then the guy gives a pointless salute to the camera.
0: Right, exactly. I loved how she she turned. She was like very nice and sweet. Like, oh hi! Like I thought when she turned to see him filming, she would have gone ham on him. Like, don't you turn that camera on me, asshole! Uh, Instead, she's real okay. sweet. She's like, oh hi, how you doing? And then the guy in the car wanted to be nice and is like, how you doing, girl? And she just says with an exasperated expression. Terrible. 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 Oh. Okay.
1: That, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one because she met Eddie hey, Oh, how y'all friend. doing? I'm sorry. you good. And I don't, I will not want to be that. How you doing? That Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. You here, hold, you on. He to hold on. All
0: right, hold on. Let me just play this bite for the listeners at home. I Again, anybody who knows how to work the Rodecaster Pro so I can feed audio to my guests via the phone line, let me know. And don't just send me a link like, well, have you tried updating the firmware? No, no, I want specific knowledge and instructions. Somebody out there must know this. Good, how you doing? Terrible. Terrible. You tell
1: that fat bitch
0: your name, my daughter
1: gonna come down here and whoop her fat ass. <laughs> you gotta know that, cause she disrespect me. Oh, no. And I'm gonna run to be her grandma, tell her my daughter gonna whoop her fat ass.
0: And scene just like that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, and then the, the, the worker gives the salute to the camera.
1: That's my favorite that's my second favorite. Yeah. Thank you. I'm now I'm now internet famous.
0: <laughs> that's funny how that is. You know what's funny about cameras and the society we live in now? When I was at Camp Randall for the Wisconsin Central game, and you want to tee off on Harbaugh, I trust. Uh, save that for a second. Think about it. Think about it. So, so I was there and I just had my GoPro with me with a little bit of a fuzzy microphone on it, which is not a professional setup, but it's more than just holding your phone out, videotaping you. So I got the, 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 the GoPro out and I'm just taping some things. I never really used the footage, but I just figured I'd do it anyway. When I got home that night to the hotel room to look at the footage, Jay, everybody behind me. Everybody waving, making faces, making comments like, are you vlogging? What YouTube <laughs> channel are you on? America's desire and thirst to go viral is unbelievable.
1: Yes. Can I, can I give you my, my favorite story of the week? The guy who died giving his underwater proposal.
0: Ring a ding ding.
1: That is the the key to what we everybody has to have their 15 minutes. Right. Everyone, everyone feels that they are they deserve their 15 minutes. No matter how untalented, stupid, or ugly you are, you 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 think I have to have my 15 minutes. And that guy thought he would have his 15 minutes, send this to Ellen, and he would be internet famous. Yep. Well,
0: nope. you. You ain't internet famous, you're internet dead. Yes. And here's the thing. Internet fame lasts about one news cycle. Internet dead is forever. forever.
1: Like, case another kid, um, the little midget at the bagel place.
0: Uh, who's going to be fighting. Was, he's going to be fighting Screech in the upcoming it was, I bout. was
1: Len Dykstra.
0: No, apparently Dijkstra is out, or they deemed it an unfair matchup. So he's going to be fighting Screech, who's, by the way, been in all these celebrity boxing things for a while now. It's not even... Relevant, like it's stupid. Oh yeah, Screech, Unsaved by the Bell, great. That's the latest matchup. But yeah, so yeah, this Bagel Boss
1: thinks he's going to be famous. I've heard him. He talks about I'm going to be a millionaire soon, and I'm like, I don't know how, buddy. You've yeah, got well, no discernible talent, and <laughs> you're a shithead. I
0: know. And he should have been pounded into the ground like a ten stake. He should have gotten an ass whooping so bad yeah. that he woke up in the hospital and said to himself. I've got to reevaluate my hair trigger sensitivity to being described as short because I can't sustain many more of these type of beatings.
1: But I mean, there's people on Instagram who I've seen young ladies on Instagram who they look very good, but yet, and and they've got like 1 million followers and they get paid off this. And I go, why? Why? Yeah. I I, I don't understand it.
0: Uh, have you seen the latest Holly Saunders pictures?
1: The, the, the former ESPN, Holly Saunders Sanders? Sanders or, no, yeah. Who is Holly? Holly Saunders.
0: Is, Holly Saunders. And again, email coming. Look for it in your inbox right now. Hey, why don't you do all this before you record? Shut up, okay?
1: <laughs> well, does that guy have a name, by the way?
0: <laughs> Off-mic guy?
1: Yeah, off oh my guy. Do, yeah. do
0: you want to give him do you want to give him a name? I
1: can't think of one, but the, this, off my guy, off, off guy needs his own podcast.
0: <laughs> do you like off my guy that criticizes all the missteps and uh miscues in the Jesus uh, podcast? Jesus Christ. Okay. So, Jay. First of all, wow. look look at how her face is now starting to fall apart under the weight of all of that plastic surgery. Yes. The nose is getting out of shape. The lips are sagging under the weight of a million collagen injections. Her eyebrows are faker than yeah. ever. Like it, it's getting bad with her face. And I used to think she was quite beautiful. So she, not only is she falling apart under the weight of plastic surgery, which we've seen before with other people addicted to it. And she's clearly addicted to it. But the pictures of her with this kitty basketball hoop with things like Michael Hordan was one of her captions to one of the shots. And there was another one that was like equally saucy. She put a comment up there saying, if you make a stupid ass comment about camel toe, I'm just blocking you.
1: Well, what do you, what you, you you made the picture for that, right? Oh, Scotty Pimpin (laughs) gray song, green. Oh, she's funny. That's what I'm talking about. No discernible talent yet she's getting paid millions off of Instagram.
0: She really, these photos, and I know they're airbrushed, I know they're adjusted and whatnot, but she has achieved a state, which I'm sure women like this that are addicted to it go for, where she does look like either a computer animation or a robot. Yes. It's crazy. Okay. It is it's- fucking crazy. Crazy. But this is what Instagram has done to her. This is what has driven her. She had a good career in broadcasting. And this is more important to her. And she's dating Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Well, he'll be be fired in two years. so. (laughs) And
0: And where will she be? By her man's side saying, it's okay, honey. You could get a job at McNeese State and I'll still be your girlfriend. (laughs)
1: yeah that'll happen
0: we can we can move to wherever mcneese state
1: is (laughs) i think it's tennessee isn't
0: it i think you're right there you go yeah ah no 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 lake chuck louisiana Uh,
1: okay i took a shot
0: all right so harbaugh is it possible hot take alert john harbaugh is the better harbaugh coach i'll hang up and listen off air
1: Right now, yes. Right now, yes.
0: Was it once considered heresy to call Let's John Harbaugh the yes. better Harbaugh? Yes, it was. You
1: know, John Harbaugh was five minutes away from being fired last year. If exactly. if the Ravens would have had a irrational owner like, I don't know, the Redskins, Harbaugh would have been. He was gone.
0: Irrational or irrational?
1: Irrational. Oh, okay. An irrational owner right. like Dan Snyder. He was fired, but then mm-hmm. they sat and thought about it. And they were like, "Yeah, let's give this thing another try. And good thing they did.
0: Yeah. And as they were losing that playoff game to the Chargers and Lamar Jackson couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, they stuck with him. It was ride or die. It was ride or die because they wanted to send the message to young Lamar Jackson, you are our guy. And at the time, I'm like, you crazy. This guy can't hit anything. And this year he's off to a great start. They clearly saw something in him knew something about him, and they're like, we're in with this guy. Now, it's only three games. We can have a regression to the mean, but I think it now looks like, Jay, that Lamar Jackson is a starting-caliber quarterback in the NFL.
1: He looked good against the Dolphins. He looked good against uh, Arizona.
0: And he was 50% against the Chiefs. With two with two balloon balls that were backyard throws that should have been picked, should have
1: been intercepted. As I like, as as they like to say, the sample size not that big, (laughs) so I'm going to hold off.
0: I know, but but the but but here's the thing: the collapse of Jim Harbaugh as this great, hard-driving coaching savant is becoming more and more undeniable. And you know, the last time Jim Harbaugh was any good as a coach, he had a guy named. Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick playing quarterback for him.
1: My buddy called me Sunday, uh, right around the time that Sunday Night in America football uh, was coming on. Because I remember, because I, when he said when, when he gave his statement, I wanted to hang up on him, but he was so, <laughs> so kind of right. He goes, "How about this dream scenario for you? <laughs> the Steelers fire Mike Tomlin and hire Jim Harbaugh."
0: Oh <laughs> and, my. You would hate that.
1: And I, and I literally looked at the phone and said, I'm not gonna hang up on you. But as we know, if that happens, <laughs> I am out of Steeler football business. I am out. I am I'm gone.
0: You, you know that my Packer friends are saying, wait until they fire Jay and hire Mike McCarthy. I'm like no! they, Oh,
1: they couldn't they couldn't do that.
0: Yes, Why not?
1: Could. Why couldn't no?
0: Why couldn't what? they?
1: Dan's dumbest hire.
0: Dude, it, it would is. be it would be a safe choice because he is a Super Bowl winning coach available who projects an aura of solidness and okay, calm down everybody. I'm a solid football coach. I'm in control. The fanboy hire will be Urban Meyer because of Dwayne Haskins. Terry McLaurin as well. Let's get the band back together. He'd be Spurrier 2.0. The There's only no difference, way. Jay, is that when Spurrier got hired, he had to go run and collect all of his old Florida Gator pieces. Traded for Danny Werfel, signed Shane Matthews, brought in Chris Doring, kept him from his Wall Street trading career by one season. <laughs> Drafted Taylor <laughs> Jacobs. Drafted Taylor Jacobs. He sucked Gator. This would be this would be or this would be the Spurrier move for Snyder. Only the Ohio State pieces are pre-installed. For urban Meyer
1: but I will I will tell you this there's no way urban Meyer would take this job without out and out full one hundred percent total control there's no way and I don't think would Dan give him one hundred percent total control and wait a minute and as we know urban Meyer uh two years I'm out that's that's good I'm good thank you I'm'm out I'm out yeah. so yeah
0: i don't see it i don't
1: see i don't don't see that one no i don't see urban meyer i don't
0: see it elaine i don't see it no
1: not at all not at all but i do see mike mccarthy and that would be
0: oh god
1: number two behind dan snyder's dumbest hire vinnie serato is number one and it's not even close right
0: true at least vinnie was a stooge though behind the scenes when you fuck up on a head coach you can't you're never going to beat Jim Zorn. Jim Zorn was on nobody's radar screen to be a head coach. Jim Zorn was brought on to not be the head coach. Jim Zorn only got an interview for the head coaching job when 32 days later, after Steve Spagnolo said no following the Giants' Super Bowl run, that they said, okay, well, you know what? You're here, so take the job. That's the worst hire ever, just about ever in the NFL. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, let's pivot to another topic. It's that time of year once again, Jay, and it drives me crazy. I'm calling it the time of year in which dumb, stupid-ass NBA-related talking points begin to intrude upon football season on the four-letter and on FS1. Today, I had to listen to Stephen A. and Max argue whether or not Zion Williamson was ranked too high in a list of the hundred best NBA players.
1: Oh, God. exactly. I, 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 I shoot that. me
0: in the fucking testicles with that one.
1: I and saw that. And I did decide you saw it. A, a minute. You saw and it. Yes.
0: An argument it, about a list about a guy who hasn't played yet for a season that goes on until April. That hasn't even begun yet. Holy shit. I'm not yelling. Am I yelling right now? I'm yelling, aren't I?
1: Well, no, you can you can uh you can still yell about. It. Wait a minute. but the set well, well, that made me angry today. But yesterday was to talk that LaMelo Ball might be the number 1 pick.
0: All right. Let's talk about that. That took me by surprise. I'm like, "Wow, I thought LaMelo and LeAngelo had pretty much been tossed aside into the trash dumpster of history."
1: I cannot believe that people believe that he's, a, well, you know what? The last time I saw him was on videos from him in,
0: in Lithuania,
1: Lithuania playing no defense and shooting 55 foot jumps. <laughs> right? But somehow he has transformed transformed his game. And he's going to be the number one pick. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm know if he'll be the number one pick,
0: but he could be a lottery pick. They said number one, I know, but that's ESPN that, Again, they, ESPN has their writers literally write stories with the intent to being a germination seed for talking points for all of their shows all up and down the car wash all day long. They literally topic, will do that.
1: Off topic very quickly. Holly Saunders, it says it's married to Eric. Casillas? Yeah.
0: No, formerly.
1: Okay, she dumped yeah. him for long for time Okay, all right, okay. Not Whatever happened good. to that guy's career? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Not doing too good. Not doing too good. Um. Not doing too anyway, good. back Lamelo Ball. Yes. So you think this is? They totally made that up so they could talk about something all day long.
0: Not that they made it up, but you say he's supposed to maybe be number one, according to who? Is he coming out it, next spring in the draft? Is that it?
1: Yes. Okay. Because he's because he's playing now in uh, Australia. Okay. It could be a
0: lottery but pick. It, I don't know. But it
1: could you it know could, it could be like when Colin Coward says I talked to an NFL scout, which I really doubt he did.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> I really doubt. sure you did.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I, I um I did hear Scott Van Pelt say in his one big thing the other night. Hey, look, you know what? I goofed on him too, seeing him jack up threes from fifty feet in Lithuania on a Facebook feed but he was a young man and then 14 years old or whatever. And his dad was telling him what to do. And y- you know, you grow and mature over these years, 14 to 18, 19, et cetera.
1: He, he's six, eight now.
0: And you grow.
1: Yeah. He's sick. Yeah. He is. Uh, he is huge. I did. I did see him. Right. So again. if he
0: grows and if he exercises a bit of independence from his crazy dad, like his and, brother, right. And he then plays in a structured environment with a real team in a real game, he's not going to jack 50 footers, 30 footers, maybe 50 footers. Nah. And so therefore he might be a pretty good player. I'd I got like nothing to against to the video, bo-
1: him playing in Australia. That's all. I'd like to see that.
0: Okay. I got nothing. Do you have anything again? Where do you stand on the ball boys themselves?
1: Oh no, I I, I can't. Well, from what I've heard from a, a friend of mine who coaches and saw Lamello last year, he played for a, private school uh he said the kid was kind of a dick but again he might have just caught him on a bad day but the dad is the problem
0: yeah i like how and i know it's made manipulated for reality tv but i like how the kid is basically standing up to the dad now going hey this brand is garbage like this brand is done the big baller brand what the hell its reputation is completely in the tank what are we doing I like that.
1: And I love the fact that he said the shoes are crap. He that's said why, he had that's to, why got, that's why I got injured.
0: Yeah. He said the, well, the Lakers think that that was part of it, but he had to change him out every quarter.
1: Yeah. That that's not a good shoe.
0: <laughs> Is it wrong of me to say, I kind of, Am my stupid for saying, I kind of wish I had bought a pair at $500.
1: I, if you would have, I would have yelled at you for that.
0: I know, but here's the thing I would bet. If you have a pristine, unworn, unopened box of big baller brand shoes, those will appreciate over time. It's like owning a vintage DeLorean, which was a piece of shit car, way overpriced as the years go on.
1: You really think so?
0: Well, they're a collector's item. They're not making them anymore.
1: But even though the the collectible is a piece of shit? Yes. Yes, because...
0: I, and again, this is where somebody who really knows the collectible shoe market would have to go further on this. But I'm, my thinking is, if it's rare and it's notorious, it's got value. It doesn't matter if you don't want to wear it. That, I think that's okay. besides the point. Who knows? Okay. I'd, I'd like
1: to. I'd like to see how in five years how much a ZO O two, whatever, whatever they were <laughs> exactly. called, how much they're worth.
0: All right. Then there's this. This is a tale of of modern society as we now live in it. The tale of Carson King, just a regular old student in Iowa at the Iowa-Iowa State game a week ago, holding up a sign on college game day saying, Bush Light fund nearly zero. Here's my Venmo account. People start sending him money. It grows and grows and grows to the point where he's like, hey, man, I'm not going to keep 20 grand just because on a lark I put my Venmo account on TV, so I'm going to buy a case of Bush Light and then I'm going to donate the rest to a charity. People then say, hey, I like that charity. I think it was some children's fund with a hospital, and people start giving them more money. All of a sudden, we're up to $1.4 million. Now the Des Moines Register comes in. They do a story on this guy, and they go back into social media history and find, oops, couple of very out-of-bounds tweets back when he was 16 years old. Cancel culture. Anheuser-Busch says, we're out. They discontinue their association. Somebody then looks up the tweet history of the reporter at the Des Moines Journal or whatever it is and find that he has some problematic tweets. God damn, what a world we're living in.
1: Like what what's your what's your stance on the guy from SNL?
0: Which guy from SNL? Oh, the comedian who was uh hired and then let yes. go?
1: Yes, that guy. What what is your stance on what
0: his tweets I didn't think were that bad, but I don't know what they were.
1: Wait a minute. Did did you see him on the podcast? No. Okay. So he was on a podcast with another guy and they were talking about, uh, Chinatown in New York. And he used the C H I N K word. Yes. Yes. More than one occasion. Sure. By the way, he's not funny, but I guess some people think, he is. (laughs) to me, that's the bigger crime. That's guys. Guys
0: should get canceled for not being funny. Not because they've used uh, a offensive word every now and then, but go ahead.
1: So, but he was fired off of that. Yes. Three minutes from a podcast. Yes. I, I would, I was, I was indifferent. I was like, I don't care. I wasn't outraged like everybody else was, but like Dave Chappelle said, so you're going to take, you know, whatever we said 15, 20 years ago and hold, hold it against us today. That's that's just terrible. Got to watch the Dave Chappelle thing on on uh, Netflix. I am, by the way, I am going to watch a, it. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely going to do it. It's it's such bullshit. It's so ridiculous. You're, I mean, look at Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau, multiple blackface photos, and I said at the time, nothing's going to happen because I know what side of the political aisle he's on. What's happened, Jay? Nothing. Nothing. We won't. Yeah.
1: By the way, no, I was. I. I. I cannot get enough of the Holly Saunders picks. Now, what did she do? What was she? What was she famous for?
0: Well, she was. She played golf at Michigan State. She was Holly Needencure, I believe is her real birth name. Uh She then got a job on the Golf Channel in its early stages on their morning show, opposite Eric Casilius who had mm-hmm. come from ESPN. Yes. If you look at early Holly Saunders.
1: I'm looking at early pictures from Golf Digest. Which, which
0: and where she we, looked beautiful, right? Yes. Now yes. she's gone over the edge on her plastic surgery. She's going to end up like these plastic surgery cautionary tales where you've got horribly disfigured women in their early 40s that look like they should be 90. It's happening, my friend.
1: Well, sorry. I just no, I just could not stop looking at pictures of her. She was like, wow, she's kind of a smoke show.
0: I know. Well, she was. But now she's a freak show. That's true. Smoke show yeah. to freak show. Okay, before we get to fuck that guy, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get to that this week?
1: <sighs> I really wish I could think of something that... Okay. I, I, there's nothing else in the sports world. Uh
0: I mean, there's tons of stuff we don't we don't need to cover it all. I think we've covered a lot of yeah. good ground today, Jay. So why don't yeah. we go ahead?
1: They'll and, make more.
0: B- they'll, look, they'll make more. more. Exactly. So I'm playing the music right now. I will give you your cue for this week's edition I'm of Fuck That guy. guy. Here we go. I'm the guy.
1: Fuck that guy. Fuck
0: that guy. All right, here we go, Jay. Who deserves your FTG of the week?
1: Uh, It's not a a specific person, but I was at a high school football game uh, last week and I noticed there is a, a huge presence of football dads who are kind of assholes. They just sit in the stands and the coach knows nothing Because they were Al Bundy at Polk High and scored five touchdowns. So they know everything, and they're sitting there yelling at the coach, telling him he should do this. Oh, my God. I can see why a lot of of fights start. Because loudmouth dads who, you know, had past glory now think they know everything. And I'm like, oh, my. I literally wanted to turn around and say, fuck those guys, because I'm tired of hearing their yappers about what they think should be going on
0: to the generic football dad sitting in the stands acting like there's some reincarnation of Bear Bryant and and Bill Walsh you say
1: fuck that
0: guy my fuck that guy goes to one Bruce Allen cuz you can never say fuck that guy more often and more deservedly than him the single-handed worst thing that's happened to redskin fans since dan Snyder has bought the team and you can say to me well blame dan Snyder who hired him yeah i'm blaming him too but guess what bruce allen bad guy fuck him losing record total stooge slime ball he's got a bag full of knives that he will stab in people's backs who are gonna get in his way and he has been the singular most destructive force on the redskins under Dan Snyder. I yearn for the days of Vinny Serato. You know why? Because Vinny knew he was a stooge. Vinny knew that he was a clown. Vinny knew that he was a shine boy. And so he took his role in stride. Bruce? Oh, no. Bruce is Machiavellian. Bruce will execute major executions. Just quit already, dude. To Bruce Allen, fuck that guy.
1: (laughs) By the way, that came from the the, uh, heart on that one.
0: Sure did. Didn't need no script for that, did I? No, no. Alright, Jay. Great to talk to you as always. Thanks for the delays uh, for putting up with my pushbacks, and we will talk to you next week, brother.
1: Bye bye now. Bye
0: bye now. <laughs> uh-huh. Alright, let's go ahead and on the end on this today. It is insane what the NBA does sometimes, just to sort of keep up appearances. The Milwaukee Bucks were fined $50,000 just for talking about extending Giannis Attentemokounmpo, Attent, 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 the Greek freak. Here's how it went down. At a town hall meeting, I guess for seasoned ticket holders, General Manager John Horst, uh, this was a televised town hall September 12th, it doesn't say a town hall for whom, blah, blah, blah. I'm assuming ticket holders. At a televised town hall, in response to questions about the Greek Freaks contract, John Horst, the GM, said, quote, Giannis, a year from now, will be eligible for a Supermax extension. Oh, first of all, at the town hall, Horst initially said, I can't talk about Adenda macumpo's contract situation. But then when pressed, he said Giannis a year from now will be eligible for a Supermax extension. At that time, of course, he will be offered the Supermax extension. He went on to say that building a team culture where players want to show up and work hard is a priority for Milwaukee. Quote, we all fully believe that if we put the right things in place and give Giannis the right opportunities, he loves Milwaukee, he loves the state of Wisconsin, I think he'll be a buck for a long time. Quote, unquote. (laughs) Now, technically, he didn't say the Bucs would offer him a Supermax. So wouldn't that be wiggle room? Mm, No, because guess what? No other team is allowed to offer him a Supermax. Therefore, it's pretty apparent that, well, the only team that can is the Bucs, and he says that they will. And apparently, the NBA, in its stupid-ass rules, are like, well, we can't have... uh, Can't have this kind of stuff going on, this tampering. Bullshit. You've got LeBron James and company and Maverick Carter engineering guys getting out of their deals in various cities like the Unibrow in New Orleans to go to L.A. Where's the fines there? Where is the league to swoop in there? you got players playing load management schedules of 65 out of 82 games, and nobody bats an eye. Oh, what are we going to do about that? Nothing. But hey, over here. Uh, we need to give this guy a ticket. This guy a ticket for a, a illegal uh, tint on his windshield. Somewhere, David Stern is rolling over in his... Cra- What's that? Oh, he's alive. Oh, okay. He's rolling over in his giant silk sheets in his bed, in his mansion. He's probably looking at Adam Silver going, <laughs> Adam Silver, what are you doing? You've lost control of the league, Silver. Get control. Keep control with a ruthless iron fist. That will be it for me today. Don't forget, jump on board Sun Bowl 1. Sunburn Bowl. Sun, Sun Bowl 1. Sunburn Bowl, Roman numeral 1. We are going to Port de Vallarta, Mexico, for an entire week. It's going to be an incredible trip. Uh, hosted by 97.3 The Game, my home, my new home now in Milwaukee, in the morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Getter and Josh will be coming, KB and Drew in the afternoons, hang out, talk sports, bring, of course, your wife and girlfriend, and let her have her own vacation. She doesn't have to sit there and listen to these sports shows. She can sleep in, do what she wants. You and your wife Will be shocked to be like I had no idea that there were all these new best friends I never actually knew until I went on this trip. It is going to be an absolute blast. I call it Adult Beach Week, Adult Spring Break. You can't get this once you start adulting in life and you've got kids and a family and everything else. I urge you to check it out. It's uh, the link for it is on the top of my Twitter feed at Zabe, or you can go to the game MKE. That's the game Give it a thought. Give it a consideration. I hope to see you there this coming February. All right, that's it for me today. Have yourself a great Thursday. Tomorrow, football five ways Friday. Week number four is here. We'll hug it, we'll love it, we'll cherish it because the season will be over before we know it. Unless you're a Redskin fan or a Dolphin fan, then the season's going to go on for fucking ever. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and we will see you next time.